Hello, my babies. It's your girl, Majine, aka Mama Maj, and you are listening to Mama Majism. We're going to go ahead and get started with a guided meditation. Make sure you're in a comfortable position. That could be sitting down or laying down. I want you to go ahead and get into that comfortable position. And I want you to close your eyes. Good. All right. Now let's start with some deep breathing. Slow, deep breath in. Hold. Release. Again, slow, deep breath in. Hold. Release. Nice. Again, deep breath in. Hold. As I'm going through this guided meditation, I want you to continue with those deep breaths at that tempo. Slow deep breath in, hold, slow release. And as you're sitting or laying there with your eyes closed and you're deep breathing, I just want you to simply exist what feelings what thoughts what emotions come up take note and if you've been practicing and mastered the art of allowing your your mind to be completely still what does that feel like for you how do you get to that place if I were to ask you to imagine a pineapple what does that pineapple look like Is the pineapple whole, diced into pieces, cut in half? Is it detailed? Can you see the greens, the oranges, the yellows, the browns? Or is it an outline? Maybe it's abstract. In your mind, what does a pineapple look like to you? I ask you this question because sometimes the things that we see and think and believe in our minds aren't always what other people see, think, and believe in theirs you could have been thinking about cut up pineapples 
detailed juice trickling down the sides from just freshly being cut. Meanwhile, my pineapple is whole. It's an outline. I see black, I see yellow. Not much else. Does that make your pineapple better or worse than mine? No, it's all a matter of perspective. Deep breath in. you to imagine love. What do you see? I want you to picture it. Is it your family? Is it a random couple that you probably don't know, but when you think of love, that's the image that you see? Is it food? When we allow our minds to gravitate toward specific things, we should pay attention. What does it say about us? What does that mean? Where does our subconscious lie? meditations I want you to dig deeper I want you to really take this opportunity to know yourself deeper than you've ever been able to before because in this moment you are allowing yourself that opportunity to fully and freely express yourself deep breath in further ado, let's get into the episode.
In my very first episode, I talked about how it took me so long to get started on a podcast because I didn't know where to start and I was getting in my own way. Well, I don't want y'all to end up like me and wait two plus years to get started on your dreams. So do yourself a favor and download the Anchor app. It is free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right there on your phone. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So they literally do all the hard work for you. But the best part is that you can get paid with no minimum listenership. Everything you need to make a podcast is all in one place. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Babies, it's your girl Majine, aka Mama Maj, and you are listening to Mama Majism. Now, we are on week four of our mindfulness and self esteem challenge. If this is your first time listening, hi, welcome to the family. So glad you can join us. But I think you need to take it back a couple steps. Go ahead and start with episode 44, just so that you are on the same path as the rest of us. I want to make sure that everyone is starting this challenge at the beginning versus right in the middle and if you are a returner welcome back so glad that you decided to continue listening I don't know (laughs) um so before we actually hop into week four let's talk a little bit about week three how are we feeling about spaciousness I know that it's an interesting concept I mean we can apply it to a lot of different things but how often do we apply certain things to like our mind because newsflash we are actually able to switch up what goes on in there right once we once we hone in on that power sky's the limit we can really do so much uh we just have to make sure that we're utilizing the tools that we're given in order to do so so did y'all like it it's still something that i'm kind of figuring out a bit the the demonstration definitely helped put things in perspective for me because seeing a tiny glass with you know, that food coloring versus like a larger glass with the same amount, however, it being more spread out so I could still see, you know, the finish line or whatever you want to call it. It definitely helped me to see the importance of not just expanding my mind, but expanding my life in all aspects, right? I don't think that it is necessarily, I don't think it's always the best idea to have like such a a small, I don't know how to word this, like community. I think community is important, it's awesome, it's amazing. Sometimes it works when you have a small community, but sometimes you need a a little bit bigger, uh, you know? So just applying that in other aspects of my life, I'm starting to see it's important to have spaciousness in other areas. Maybe not all. Um, In terms of relationships, yeah, no, that's, we keeping that very close knit. We keeping that close to home, okay? (laughs) So I don't know about that one, but in other places, I can definitely see spaciousness being a really great tool to utilize. If you liked it, yay. If you didn't, let me know why not. And you know, and this isn't something where it's like, okay, we're on to a new week, which means stop worrying about spaciousness and non-judgments and um, you know, non-striving. Like, no, these are things that you want to consistently work at. 
But now that we are on to a new week, we are going to shift our focus a little bit to something new so that I can introduce you to something else, another tool to put in your arsenal so that you can combat life <laughs> and you can and you can do life in the best way. I was going to say in the right way, but there's not necessarily a right or wrong, but there are ways where we can be better. Moving on. So we are on week four. Week four is all about loving kindness. What is loving kindness, you ask? Well, if you have been digging into your meditative bag, as I have been trying to convince you all to do, maybe this is a word that you've come across on a few apps, maybe. I know for me, when I use the Calm app, um, there are a couple of meditations that are geared directly to loving kindness. Um, And honestly, this isn't like, this isn't the SATs, this isn't a trick word. It means exactly what the word is, loving kindness. So it's a form of love characterized by kindness. So this practice is used to hold compassion for not only yourself, but for others around you. So depending on the type of person that you are, uh, this might be an easy concept to grasp. Like for me, I know that this is a pretty fairly simple concept to grasp just because this is something that I have been subconsciously practicing. But I know for a lot of you, you have to feel some sort of connection or a bond with a person before you can actually be like, I love that person or I have love for that person. And that's fair, that's understandable. You know, you live life the way you live it. However, I do want to try and gently urge you to kind of open up your horizons, be spacious in this kind of way so that you can come to terms with the fact that we are all connected. Yeah. It's true, we really are. We are connected to other people, we are connected to plants. You know, all all these things are living, except for the inanimate objects, but you get what I mean. Like we, we all have an energy that we are exuding, right? And so we are all connected by these different energies that may be frequencing on a different vibration. We won't get into all of that, but just keeping in mind that we are all connected in one way or another. And so it's important for us to practice loving kindness but I do want to give you a little example about the importance of lending compassion to yourself so for example I I don't know if any of you can relate I'm sure maybe most of you can we tend to dwell on the negatives uh situations that happen within a day we could have like a million and one great day or great things happen within one said day but it'll only take one negative thing to really fully like shift the mood change the energy and make you just want to throw the whole day away, right? So an example of that for me, um, back when the world was open and diseases and viruses weren't running rampant, um, (laughs) I was at work. This is all, I guess, I'll just make this work-related. There was a time when I was at work and I had... (laughs) I was having a really good day, really, really good day. you know, handing out smiles with the coffee, you feel me? Like, just just vibing with the customers, the guests, whatever you want to call them. It was a really good day. Um, I got pulled into the office, and um, I had a talk with um, uh, an old supervisor of mine, and he was telling me that um, I had a few coworkers who were... Um, who, who claim that they're like afraid to approach me sometimes or like sometimes I'll come into work um, and they don't know what Majine they're getting. Like they don't know if I'm gonna be talkative or if I'm gonna be, I guess, happy. I don't know. Um, and it really upset me because most of these coworkers I've worked with 
for years. So it's like, you know me, or at least I thought that they knew me. And I feel like, you know, you we've had so many conversations and I always, always, always tell people, if you feel like I'm doing something that you don't like, please let me know because closed mouths don't get fed. How am I supposed to know that I'm doing something that makes you uncomfortable if you don't tell me, right? I thought we was all on the same page, right? No, guess not. Okay, so <laughs> my supervisor tells me this and I'm like, Ex- let me let me move my bang. Excuse me, huh? What? They don't know what Majiné they're getting. Well, I know what Majiné they're not getting anymore. <laughs> like, that's so crazy. And so I internalized it, took it with me. The rest of the shift, shitty. I was not the happy person that I was before I walked into that office. Um, and honestly, what it was is that it hurt me. I felt like people were painting this picture of me that just wasn't so... Um, And maybe that's just my perception of myself versus their perception of me. But either way it goes, I allowed other people's opinions of me um, to really change the way that I moved. And I didn't like that at all. And this was before I even had like a therapist or anything like that or anyone to really talk to about the situation. Um, But it it is a double. It's hard. And and I'm going to be as candid as possible. Being a black woman. Uh. (laughs) It's hard sometimes uh, because you are not only battling bias against you, you're also trying to figure out who you are as a person versus where you stand in the world as a black woman because people are unfortunately going to paint pictures of you regardless of how you try and make yourself appear. You know, and that, and that was the part that was making me go out of my mind because I was trying to anticipate how people were perceiving me so that I could flip it, so that I could change the way that they view me and also black women everywhere because for some strange reason, as black women, we are the spokesperson for every black woman ever on the planet. So if you meet one black person, then they are going to stand as the model of what everyone else is like or you might get the other effect where you have people saying, oh, well, you're not like the other black girls. You're cool. I like you. Like, you're chill. Like, what? You know, like, it's just. <sighs> Every time I think about it, it just pisses me the fuck off. But it just sucks because really, and and this was something that I didn't realize at the time, but a lot of what my coworkers were feeling was that their, it was their implicit bias. It was them feeling a certain way about me because of their own perceptions of people like me. I don't keep it, keep it a buck uh, because the times when they felt like I, they, they weren't sure what Majine I was getting was because I wasn't smiling when I first walked in, you know? And sometimes, yeah, sometimes if I'm having a really good day, I'll walk in and be like, hey y'all. But ironically enough, they would be like, oh, we're afraid to kind of approach her or talk to her because, you know, we don't know what's gonna happen. And it's like, it's not even like I be going to work biting off people's heads off, cussing them out, beating their ass. It ain't nothing like that. So I'm just like, what the hell are you afraid of? What are you afraid for, you know? Um, but really what it what it really trickled down to was the fact that like sometimes I don't smile. And as a human, I'm allowed not to smile all the time. That's okay. And I'm not here to um, stroke the egos of people to make them feel comfortable just because for some reason me not smiling in a moment or me not laughing at a joke that's not funny, that means that, you know, I'm public enemy number one, you know, at any rate, I had to practice loving kindness for myself because even though I wasn't receiving the compassion from my peers, I knew that I would always have it with me because it's within me, right? I didn't have to rely on 
other people to give me that satisfaction or to or to validate me or to make me feel like I am cared for or understood as an individual and not just solely based on if I'm walking into work smiling that day or not. Ridiculous, but I digress. Uh, so yeah, I had to I had to learn what it meant to to give myself compassion. And then in turn, even continuing with that, lending that compassion out to those people who said those things. Because you know what? At the end of the day, they are valid in how they felt. If they felt that way, they did. But at the same time, those are some some things that they need to figure out for themselves and look within and figure out, well, why did I feel that way? Was it, you know, like, was it because of something that she did? Was it something in my past that somebody else that looks like her did? You know, it's, it's a, we're not going to go down that road. But I did lend compassion to them and, you know, try and see things from their perspective. Like, okay, well, wait, before I want to go tirading around being pissed off at everybody, do I feel like what they're saying is something that I can work on that doesn't compromise who I am as a person, but at least, you know, eases some tension and makes people and shows people, you know, hey, this is who I am. You're going to get good pieces. You're going to get bad pieces. But that's what being a human is. That's what the human experience is about. Right. So something that I had to figure out um, how to kind of navigate and figure out which where I should go. And so um when we're practicing loving kindness, just bringing it back to the actual challenge at hand. I just want to make sure that we are paying attention to, you know, not only ourselves, but to the people around us. Because, you know, you could be me in that situation or you could be the coworkers in that situation. And it's not to say someone is right or wrong. It's just to say that we could all do a little better with practicing loving kindness. And so with all that being said, the challenge for all of you is start from within, continue with practicing meditation and, you know, even if it's just deep breathing or journaling, whatever, whatever feels the most comfortable for you, I just challenge you to practice compassion with yourself first and then move on to the people that you love deeply and then move on to people who you are neutral about. And then if you can, try your best to move on to people who you know, for a fact that you don't like, because that isn't when we truly reach that precipice of loving kindness. And hopefully in turn, everyone will see it and then want to mirror that. And then hopefully the world will be a better place because it's really shitty right now. And maybe this will help, hopefully. And even if it doesn't help on the grand scheme of things, it'll definitely help on a smaller scale, like wherever you are in your journey and with the people around you. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's challenge and let me know how it goes for you. Until next time. Thank you for listening. Please make sure to subscribe if you haven't already and follow all the socials at Mama Majism. That's M-A-M-M-A-J-I-S-M. If you decide you want to financially support me, on my accounts you'll be able to find out how. Thanks in advance. <laughs> Until we meet again, please be kind to one another. And from the bottom of my heart, I love you. I'm feeling so far from me.